0: Welcome, one and all, to episode 48 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is August the 26th of um, 2020, and I'm Graham, the production editor of Megavisions. With me this week, as always, pretty much, we have Chris, the editor-in-chief of Megavisions, and Scotty Moe, the managing editor of Megavisions. Welcome, guys, welcome. Uh, how's Hello. it going?
1: Going. It's my my, awesome. my 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 quarantine hair has been pissing me off, so I'm going for the cool guy backwards hat look now. Very I noticed very
0: cool. this. I noticed the headwear. I like it. Oh, yeah.
1: You. Oh, hey. Wow. Just do it. I'll just do it like this. This will be high. Radio I DJ Predator. Scotty
2: Moe. am <laughs> <I'm> an <gonna jump. laughs> I love that it's a PSP hat also. Yeah. Pretty of course it is. of course it is i've never seen anyone wear a psp hat in my entire (laughs) life yeah i uh yeah fun
1: fact about my life it's the hat i wore in the very first unboxing i ever did wow
0: was it a psp that you unboxed
1: no it was for a 360 game and i said how much sony sucked in it i think
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh the love is there brilliant Mm -hmm.
2: chris how are you today are you good you well I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I do want to uh, give a quick magazine update because <clears throat> we've gone a little bit without having any magazine Whoa. updates since we issue magazine issue nine update. of the magazine. So, people listening, you probably heard uh, you know the Sketch talk a lot about how he was excited uh, after issue nine because he wasn't going to be doing any of the layouts anymore. That he was gonna <laughs> that I would be taking on a lot of that uh, responsibility. Um, so we started actually doing some of the training stuff on it, um, but it looks like he's going have to have more time in his schedule to be, a- be able to actually help back again cool. on awesome. the more of the design layout stuff. So that's really exciting because it means that I don't have to like learn everything um, in just like a month and try to get this <laughs> magazine out by myself. Um, and so I'm really excited about that, but I am still going to be helping out and doing more on the the whole design process and everything, uh, because I do want to learn all of that. And so, um, you know, like, long story short, we're really starting real production on Issue 10. Uh, a lot of the writers have been submitting uh, their content for Issue 10, so we're getting all of that coming in. Our art team uh, is finishing up their pieces for this issue. And then uh, Rob and I, like I said, we're going to be starting actual design layout, like here actually starting later this week. So really exciting that uh, we're really getting some movement on issue 10. It's just, it's, it's been a weird time the last few months. Like I've been transitioning out of the military. i still trying to figure out what life is like with my kids over the summer. Um, and then it's just been a crazy, crazy time. So um, a lot of that, you know, uh, you know, momentum and progress that we had going, has kind of stalled out a little bit because of everything that's going on. But I'm just excited that we're making progress again. We're moving in the right direction. Issue ten is going to be happening here in the coming months.
0: Awesome! That's that's exciting. He's he's uh well he's always been on board, but coming back to keep doing that that's that's brilliant. Because uh yeah, I mean he's integral to the look and feel of the magazine as it is right now, and uh, it's great that you're sort of taking taking up the mantle as well. But yeah, really good. uh, It's in safe hands. Uh, I think I think the readers will be happy to know that safe hands. I will
2: say this, I will say this for those listening, I'll I'll give you a little hint that I'm not going to say anywhere else um, about issue 10 Um, so if you're listening, you're going to be the only people hearing it because you're some of our favorite people who listen to this podcast every week but issue 10 will have a Megavisions first for what we're doing with the cover. With what we're doing with the cover for this upcoming issue, we've never done before and it's going to be very exciting I'm very, very, very excited about it Um, so for lots of be. different reasons. Nude mode.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Grave's terrible with secrets. I would never trust him with something like this.
0: Yeah, it's probably because I don't know. So, uh...
2: <laughs>
0: Is it about the Dreamcast 2 launch? Uh... <laughs> uh, anyway, Yeah, that came
2: uh... and went. We covered it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: um, outside of that, uh, I, I can't remember if I talked about it on the last episode or not, but we finally released our first uh, couple episodes of the Bloodsucking Geeks podcast. I'm really excited about that. Um, we're finally getting out because we had been basically baking uh, episodes for a while now. We finally got everything ready to go. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think the third episode is either going to be coming out this Friday or next Friday. But, yeah. So, if you're listening and you're interested in horror movies, go and search up the Bloodsucking Geeks podcast um it's basically on all the different podcast platforms just like our megavisions uh show is as well so um like i said i do it with a lot of my childhood friends and it's just a fun time that we get to talk about old horror movies and kind of relive some of our childhood memories and things like that growing up in a real creepy little town called crowley texas
0: <laughs> I, I don't like this chris i don't like the thought that you have other friends uh, and I, older friends I, I than me
2: i want you to be tell <laughs> I know. I will say, Graham, you are my oldest internet friend.
0: Oh, that's good to know.
2: Good. That is that is true. Um, I've I've <laughs> not been internet friends with anyone else longer than than you. I I can't because it was like two thousand one. I think we first started. Yeah, out on the it's, Sega forums.
0: The Dreamcast was still alive as far as I remember, and it's nearly at the. God, end you
2: of you the had year. to have been on the Sega forums at some point as well, right? Like the official yeah, ones, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. we were
0: there.
1: I was probably under the moniker of duct taped 32X.
2: <laughs> what? God, um, I remember, I remember back, back in the day, man, Sega had um different, um, I don't know, like within the forums, they had different sections. One mm. was like consoles and one was like games or something like that, but people kind of hung out in certain like areas of the old Sega forums. Um, I think. My handle back then It sounds so weird I I don't know why I I use this It was the penal (laughs) On the (laughs) forums. I remember that (laughs) I had different variations I would go by the wivel or the penal And sometimes I would combine it as the penal So like Pokemon evolutions (laughs) I got that name Because I remember I was in high school And um, my friend We were in like gym or something And my friend hit me (laughs) Or something. I got really mad at him. I couldn't say any curse words because the teacher's right there. So I got so mad. That was the first thing that came out of my mind, my, my, my mouth. It was the penal wibble And <laughs> we died laughing after I said it. And it just became this thing that we would just call each other every once in a while. Like, <laughs> like a derogatory term. Went away and joined the penal academy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think oh, that's cool so, hey yeah. wow.
2: shout out to any of those people listening who were uh, ogs on the sega forum yeah Back i think I, early 2000s
0: i think my name was shining skies on um on there after shining force and skies of arcadia just merged together. oh <laughs> shining All skies right. Wait, what, what did you think i said
1: i don't know i that sounds like a uh, like a 16-year-old go- girl's Tumblr handle <laughs> or something.
2: That's basically what Graham still is yeah. to this day. <laughs> and we'd love yeah. him for it. Oh, dear. Uh,
0: anyway, any, anything Keep else up, going dude. on, Chris? Anything else that's going it. on? That's it. That's it? it? But- wow. Okay. Well,
2: what What the hell is this Diet Cherry you have in the... yeah oh, well, I was trying is to your, think, it- I was trying to think, like, what's the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week? And I couldn't really okay. come up with a lot of things, except I was like, man, that... Route 44 Dietary Limeade from Sonic uh, was amazing yesterday. And so that was like the happiest time of my week, I think. Wow. Not to be like, that's not to say it's been a downer, but like (laughs) I get that excited about Dietary Limeades. They make my week. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little things, man. It's a changed world we're in. We can't go hanging out anymore (laughs) in public. So you got to find the small things in life that just get you through the day.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, I uh, I get excited when I drink a vanilla orange vanilla Coke. We don't tr- we oh. try not to drink too much soda, but those are pretty good. That all- yeah, orange. you think it's gross. <laughs> I also don't like vanilla flavored stuff, so
2: figure that out. I
0: can't imagine orange Coke. Though. I can imagine vanilla Coke, a- but I can't imagine orange Coke.
2: Well, it's it's, like, it's, it's a like, creamsicle, like sun kissed, or like what about orange soda? You've never had an orange soda? Oh,
0: yeah, but surely orange like so orange like vanilla
2: is what you're saying
0: vanilla vanilla cola has the taste of canola of canola
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just drink a big old cup of canola oil
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a taste of coca-cola or pepsi cola other cola brands are available uh of cola and vanilla so i imagine it's going to have the taste of orange vanilla and cola together like a some sort of weird mashup so i can't
1: i mean you don't really taste the cola part of it at all it's very much the the vanilla is more of a cream flavor so if you like cream soda which i also don't like uh (laughs) you
2: might try this and enjoy it wait graham just wait till the doritos flavored uh mountain duke comes
0: (laughs) oh god
2: they're combining Um, both of them isn't doesn't that exist no way are oh, you
1: kidding uh, <laughs>
0: that's wrong i'll, I'll so look wrong. on my
1: phone because if i if i if i google it on my computer the, you the audio is gonna lag the, out the,
2: the mountain dew that tastes like doritos
0: oh that's so weird <laughs> there's something I that,
1: can or ima- maybe there oh no you know what there's a mountain dew flavored doritos
0: i was about to say i could imagine that being a thing the other way around so okay. doritos I had mountain my, Dew. Uh, i
1: had my uh you know, wow. I had my um, average gamer mixed up in my head. That
2: would be that. <laughs> I would actually like if if Taco Bell wanted to do a Mountain Dew flavored churro, I would be totally down with that. Okay,
0: interesting. I swear, give me
2: that Taco Bell and rock my world. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well,
0: if, if if demolition man does anything to go by in the future, Taco Bell is going to be the only restaurant available maybe that'll be a thing
2: then mm-hmm. that, is true. Mm-hmm. that is true we just watched that uh, a few months back so great movie yeah. man it still holds up
0: yeah i'm still waiting for those three seashells i don't
2: <laughs> oh have you ever tried gonna... that before Graham?
0: <laughs> i have not
2: sir but i you know what here, here's a good test just go and buy some like three seashells and just put them <laughs> on the back of the toilet, and and when your girlfriend goes into the restroom, just see what she does. When, like when she comes out, let's see if she's like, "What? Why would you put these three seashells?" Or see if she knows what to do with them. You never know. Is she <laughs> yeah. ready for the future? Well, if she
0: knows what to do with them, she's gonna have to tell me because I'm still baffled by what they do in the
2: movie. Because <laughs> obviously they never explain. It I'm sure the there's mistakes.
1: fan fictions or <laughs> forums. I mean, Speaking like of like forums, happy, I'm sure there's some like, out there. I
2: figure like you use them as kind of like um, chopsticks or, almost. Oh, see, um, i imagine a that, scooping like, action
0: almost like, like
2: well, get, well like you get those to like grab anything that's dangling <laughs> and then you use the third one to kind of shovel any <laughs> any residue off
0: oh that's um scotty like what have you been off. up
1: to <laughs> Nothing. i just want to let's just keep talking about <laughs> okay. scraping our butts and <laughs> different mountain dews that's fine what for, for two hours man
2: man
0: <laughs> oh wow great movie um love it (laughs) yeah i guess
1: i did do some stuff i uh my weekend was gone because i weathered a fence and that's Mm. i I was gonna do the math and i didn't but i guess it's about a hundred feet or so we'll say of weathering a fence and that means that means literally painting it with a layer of what's called flood if anyone's ever done this you know exactly what i'm talking about and it sucks and the heat was bad, but not as bad as before. I talked to Graham about it before. How I was doing two jobs at once because you use the spray can, <clears> the <throat> spray gun to spray the flood on, and then you use a paintbrush to actually spread it adequately on each of the posts. Um, last time I did it, it was you're supposed to do it once a year. Last time I did it, it was so humid that I had to literally spray and wipe because it was drying immediately, just in like clumps and stuff. Uh, Rachel was the painter while I was the sprayer. And, um, it wasn't as bad, but it still took two days. So wow. imagine doing squats while you're doing that. Cause you don't want to screw up your back. So you're doing squats for like, uh, what do you're we like do? A eight real cowboy.
0: Eight or a real
1: hours life- and five. Yeah. Like 13 hours altogether, I guess, or something. Uh,
0: that, that's some good karate kid training right there. Painting yeah, the fence, that's what you like do.
2: crouching down, spray oh. on, paint off. Odin, Odin's <laughs> been making me watch the, the new karate kid. Not... I should say the one with Will Smith's kid, like the newest one. The Jackie the Chan one. It's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah. It's the only one I haven't it's seen. It's the best one. It's so good. It's not because it's there's it's no so karate good. in the entire movie. Oh my that, God. They make a
0: joke about that. They make a joke about how they do in Kung Fu instead. And the fighting is actually way more brutal than the original. Like if you watch the original, it's really naff. Like it's kind of really crappy, kind of basic, ugh, like Hollywood style fighting. And this is like actually pretty good. Like the final combat contest thing is like, Ooh, like some of the punches and kicks they get. I think it looks brilliant. I love that movie. I think it's great. For the
2: sake of the length of the podcast, I will not retort. I will grant you <laughs> your your your, your uh, opinion, Graham, and we will press on.
0: Because it's correct, sir. That's it. <laughs> oh, <No>, boy. <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, um, yeah, yeah sorry, no, sorry,
1: honestly, sorry. the worst the worst part of the fence stuff was wearing a mask and also goggles because that stuff cannot get on your skin. It will dry immediately and Ooh. it is bad for you to breathe in and it burns your eyes. So the worst part was honestly wearing, like, other than a full, probably purposeful getup, I had a mask and goggles and then this hat. Or not this hat, but a hat just because of the sun and everything else. So it. Uh, I put a picture on Instagram if anybody really wants to see. I hit but, like... Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, besides that, though, I got some pickups, and Ooh. we're going to start with this guy. Ooh, the, uh, for those soundtrack. that cannot um, see what I'm showing you, it's the Outrun soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, it's actually a combination of the games, because there's really, I think there's like two tracks in the original game, I'm not sure. But the uh, the coolest thing about this, though, is that you actually can switch out the Ooh. scene. Ooh. And if you didn't uh, see like my post of it already online and Aww. stuff, you can pick yeah. different backgrounds to put within the vinyl um, cover itself, and then the actual LP is a fun mint color.
2: Ooh, nice, That's
1: cute. I like it. so, well, but there's
2: so much pastel going on in that uh, yeah. original cover. I, lo- I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It it's really cool. It. And um, I I. Go- got it when it
1: came in um rachel's like where's the car and i'm like uh ferrari owns it so it's nowhere to be found anymore on most things because isn't it a ferrari, i think that's in outrun yeah, yeah it's it's right um, yeah i'm not sure it drives me but, nuts because yeah, like, uh, of just... copyrights
0: why can not why sega just put in a sports car, just a generic sports car, like millions of other games do, or
2: thousands. I don't know how many games are out there. I think, I think Tracing because putts. here's the thing. Well, well, here's the thing, though. These guys, these OG Japanese creators, like they are car enthusiasts, um, and they wanted to make, you know, like they they loved the Italian sports cars back then, and I think they that that was what they wanted to do is they wanted to make a game featuring these Italian sports cars. No one knew. You know, back in the you know the early and mid '80s, that co- what copyright law and everything was like going to be like, because back then it was nothing like uh, what it yeah. is today.
0: Okay, it's fair. Orig- the original outrun and everything, yes, get that. I totally get that. But like for remakes or later releases and and stuff like this, why can't they just put on a red sports car, like? Is it? Re- is anyone really going to care if it's maybe slightly changed and Doesn't have the Ferrari badge on
2: it. Right? I, yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, like if, if, yeah. it, if if you're talking about like whether you get a car or not in in some sort of merchandise thing, like I I, I would be fine with that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Look at the um, Horizon Chase games. Horizon Chase Turbo mm-hmm. has very clearly uh, licensed but not licensed cars in it. They they could get away with it. I wonder if it's something weird like we have the shape of that car trademarked yeah. or something you know
0: it's, it's um, like yeah i mean like there's tons of games that use uh, the style of cars and stuff but just they don't actually have the
2: brand like yeah like the like, gta the, and the the um bridge uh, racer was, series what yeah. was the other one and the, the other, and the other the um, rush saints games is,
0: yeah saints Row. the rush games do that like san francisco rush they have like Dodge Vipers, like the styling of Dodge Viper in there, and but the, and the, mm-hmm. the VW camper van, which is like clearly a VW camper van, but no, it's <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, no, that's awesome, that's uh, a great to to
1: a couple, Yeah, a couple other things, um, I need to uh, well, i was limited run to just sponsor our show, basically, um, because <laughs> I got the PS4 version of Icy, um, which has been out for a couple of years, and you got your cool little card, and it's got uh, reversible, yeah cover art as well. Um but it's a cool platformer if anyone's ever played uh the dishwasher, stuff like that. It's like a, a side scrolling combo based game, but you can yeah. actually kinda go against what the narrator tells you to do in the game and that's what drew me to it. So I really want to give Ooh. that a shot. Um and then uh if you if you make the and you get their magazine, quote unquote. But oh, yeah, because they recently
2: hired was it um was it Jeremy Parrish? Uh, going. Uh, if look at that newsletter. There was an OG, uh, game journalist that joined up with Limited Run recently, and he's the mm. one running this new newsletter. That's really cool. I would like to get one of those. I'm not sure. It happens whenever I get a collector's
1: edition of something. But it on the other side is this cool poster that looks like one of those mm-hmm. old school, uh, things you'd see in like a Sega or a Nintendo box. Mm. Yeah, we um, all, we all. Like you know, like tack those up to our, our yeah. bedroom yep. wall
2: back in the day. <laughs>
1: yep, and now it's just ripped. No, I'm just kidding. But the reason I got that was because my classic edition of Streets of Rage Four came Ooh, in. Look at that! That's wow, nice. That mm, that's a big old, big old box that has two more boxes in it. <laughs> I put the reverse cover art on it already for it, so it says Bare Knuckle. Um, oh, this thing is gonna break so soon. Okay, um, that guy, and then the I put. It comes with a soundtrack, so I put the soundtrack in the steel case. Oh, cool.
2: um, and I actually have mine. I got a shipping notification for mine, but I haven't. Uh... Has it come in yet? And now you completely stole my thunder for showing it on the podcast, so I won't do that now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can still do that.
0: You'll
1: probably get a different card than I will.
0: Maybe. Yeah. What have you got?
1: Um, but uh, it... The... What's it called? Yeah, that's Axelon there. Uh, I guess the Limited Run soundtrack has exclusive track selections somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure... Which ones? It doesn't have any mark on there, and I don't know the soundtrack well enough to know. This but, I mean, you got Yuzo on there, and T-Lopes.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was interesting, because um, there was some controversy about this. I don't know if you guys remember, um, because I think it was first announced that Limited Run was going to be doing the physical version of it, and they went and, and did pre-orders, and then after, I think it was after the... That is. Um, after their whole pre-order window expired, at some point thereafter, GameStop announced that they were also going to be doing physical versions of uh to Rage 4. And people started, like, freaking out about it. Um, and so I think the inclusion of the CD soundtrack in the limited run is kind of... Um, one of the one of the things that they did to try to, you know, kind of give a little bonus to the people that pre-ordered from them versus uh, game gotcha. uh, because yeah. the idea and, you know, I mean, the very idea of buying limited run games is because the idea that it's preserving rarity. Right. Like a lot of times, like you're these are smaller runs. So, you, you know, a lot of a lot of collectors are buying these games with the idea that, you know, years down the line, they're gonna be able to grow in value because of the, the limited amount of games that have, have been produced. So I mm-hmm. think people freaked out when they when they already pre ordered the Streets of Rage four from Limited Run and then GameStop announced later on that they were gonna be producing, you know, thousands and thousands of copies, way more than people figured. And so like they were probably concerned that, you know, <laughs> like their investment now is is you know, thrown away because it's not gonna be a rare game any longer. Mm. Yeah. Buckus, Whatever.
1: Drama. I save know, it for Obama. I know, I know. Um I also I just realized this. I took out the uh the bigger box art from the plastic case and it has the uh the pal version on the back.
0: Ooh nice. That's what you want to see. So,
1: the pal version and then, sucks every time. I'll say
0: What that. what are you talking <laughs> about?
1: <laughs> 70 percent of the time it sucks every time May um start great again and this will give you an idea of how big the uh the thing oh, is wow. like there's a
2: genesis case oh wow it is quite a bit bigger yeah, wow. yeah it's larger
0: that's a, that's a solid game to compare it to i like it yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. zero, zero tolerance. tolerance a you know like a a, a burglar with that <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's solid it looks pretty you know it's it's not. it's as pretty as it's hefty, hefty and it's um it's not one of those know like where re, that... you know like re, like uh eco-friendly xbox one cases that are barely plastic anymore well <laughs> right well like hollow <laughs> right that will fuck someone up <laughs> right
1: <laughs> wow straight straight it. that's all
2: awesome. i got awesome nice
0: uh and yeah for me uh so one of the reasons uh well well' it's, it's hard. I guess the audience doesn't really know this but um yeah we've uh, had to move our schedule around a little bit like um uh, the last week or so uh like Chris Chris and I last week recorded well we didn't record we did a stream uh you know, our new stream on a different day and we're actually recording this on a is it Wednesday today? I don't even know day it is anymore. It's uh, Wednesday, Wednesday for us, yep. It's a Wednesday. Yes, excellent. It's actually almost Thursday for me because it's now eleven fifty-five. Perfect. Um, we normally record on a Sunday, but that's because I've actually been away for about a week or so, um, camping, uh, going to the great outdoors, um, or parts of England which are near towns and not really outdoors. Um, I was and say. I say. It's uh, it's uh, it's been a weird one. Like I basically had been on two camping trips in in the course of like seven days.
2: Um How like how did that work that it just so happened that you're you planned two different camping trips?
0: It was no lit- does that. <laughs> It's it's kind of by accident in a way. Like uh basically some friends went, Yeah, do you want to go camping? Getting loads of camping stuff, talking to my brother and his his wife and uh my nephews. Um and they were sort of like Talk about they were wanted to go somewhere camping. They've got they got camping equipment they bought last bought last year because of the whole COVID pandemic. Um we can't really go abroad. And we're like, Oh, well, going camping at this point. And they're like, Oh, we could go camping as well. We're like, let's go, let's plan to go camping together. But because like we can't really travel anywhere at the moment, everybody in the UK seems to want to go camping. So could times go camping except Th- like this week, basically, been two completely different locations. Like one is quite close to where I live; it's about an hour's drive away. The other one's like about four-hour drive away. um So, essentially, I went camping with uh, some friends uh, for two nights uh, nearby, and it was quite windy. Uh, we we're in a big open field; it's quite windy. And uh, one of the day, one of the days, it was really windy. We were sort of sitting around. We saw this tent on the other end of the field, and we we're not quite. We it's quite windy where we were, but it's a little bit more sheltered by some big trees. Um, we just saw this tent go <laughs> like flapping around really badly to the point that the front of it was like properly bending down and caving yeah. Yeah. in, oh. and we were just like. <laughs> do do what do do we do we save this tent like we thinking because there's no one around that was everything everyone else is like with their tents we around and stuff but this just one tent was just like, like flying around we're, like is someone in there asleep or dead on the floor or like what is going on but uh after a while when i say a while it's about an hour of just watching this tent flap around basically uh, it's like our entertainment pretty eventful the trip. <laughs> we um <laughs> <laughs> we basically little things in life, yeah <laughs> I, sorry so a, a couple of the people i was with they um they kind of do camping trip they do like um like sea cadets or something with kids and like they actually like camping and outdoor stuff so they were like we're gonna we have to help these people out because their tent is about to blow away so they went they went over there and everyone else was just watching and it turns out they hadn't put the guide ropes down properly so like the the ropes on the outside of the tent would sort of help hold it down even better they hadn't put them on properly and parts of the the poles were actually snapping now like they're kind of the modern poles which are designed to bend but they were like some of them apparently were broken. So they were they started having to like gaffer tape, like electric get electricians tape and like tape it up. And they, the campsite owners came out to ask what they were doing. And like, we're trying to save this person's tent. And then the campsite owners sort of started helping them. And then the people turned, like, basically a little bit later, the people turned up after this little all sort of happened. They sort of just saw their tent and like the whole front had basically been removed because it was like falling apart. And they're like, Uh, okay. And then they we sort of went and explained what had happened. They're like, okay and then the owners sort of came out as well to say yeah they basically saved a tent and they're like okay that's cool thank you sort of thing like they weren't angry they're just more shocked they're like what's going on sort of thing um but um and we're like sort of like wow glad we had our guide ropes down and stuff and it's pretty windy and then went camping with my brother and stuff and didn't realize it because i don't really look at the news or the weather or anything um a storm was coming into britain um and it's a little bit windy like setting up the tent was a tiny mild, bit of a mild wind we we're meant to be there for three nights um the morning so we were there we slept for two nights and then the morning of like the third day so we were meant to stay there one more night basically woke up to pouring rain at like 2 a.m or something and Increasing over the morning that our tent was like the tent at the other place it was like like proper bending in and stuff like really like so being in there you're sort of like do i go and check and oh and i needed to go to the bathroom at like 4 a.m or 5 a.m or something so i got out in the darkness This I was like lashing down with rain i was like as so i was like oh i need to go to the bathroom it's really windy and rainy so i sort of went out and i saw like some of our guide ropes were coming out of the ground because where we were the ground was super soft and like the the pegs were going in really easily, but they're also coming out just as easy. Like even if at an angle or whatever. So basically spent all morning, just constantly going out of our tent, hammering down the pegs again and making sure they're all in. And then eventually my father's tent, they were sort of cooking some lunch or something. They're making some lunch in their tent. And part of the tent just went and like slammed down on them. So they like, okay, we're going to have to dismantle the tent. And basically I took my tent down and everything. And um, we left early that day um i was gonna so, yeah. say <laughs> we came back a day early basically um because it was just like and we cause I, as i say, i didn't realize there was a storm coming in basically so it was yeah a bit of a weird experience really um and clearly my tent was not designed for camping uh well, it off, it's not for camping sorry my, my tent was not designed for camping in a storm um so yeah <laughs> um but out, out of that, there was there's a couple there was like a funny situation which relates to video games and movies and stuff. So my nephew, he's four years old now. Um he's about to start going to primary school, so like junior school, whatever you call it in America, I'm not sure what we call it. Um but yeah, he's about to go to like primary school and um he's really into like marvel and stuff and kind of get into video games i spoke i mentioned him a a couple of times before on the show and he knows that i like sonic the hedgehog and he's kind of aware of sonic but didn't really understand that he was a video game character before a lego character if that makes sense (laughs) um but he's really really into like marvel and stuff he watches those like marvel short animated stuff on like uh, netflix or disney plus wherever it's on um Hmm. and um he got super excited they were talking about different like Superheroes and stuff, and he suddenly got really excited about the Flash. Like, going, yeah, and the Flash is really fast, and like he's really cool. And I was like, ah, oh. as I was, like, doing a little fun sort of like you know, you know, when parents or sort of, you know, adults talk to kids. I was like, ah, oh, who's faster then, Superman? No, sorry, the Flash or Superman? And he's like, Superman doesn't run, he flies. And I was like oh okay so he's never seen superman run fast i was like oh okay i then. guess not <laughs> it
1: was like faster than he... <laughs> a speeding bullet has he <laughs> yeah. just not heard that
0: I, I guess in all the cartoons he's watched superman just flies off doesn't actually run anywhere or anything so he's like yeah superman flies i was like oh, okay does he fly fast he's like yeah he's pretty fast but the flash is faster i was like okay who's f-? and i wish i'd recorded this because i was like who, who's faster, the Flash or Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog? And he went Sick, and then just turned around and ran off, going, and ran off like with his arms strapping behind him. <laughs> oh no! <yeah. laughs> and he sort of ran, ran around and, and was like, oh, "Did you do, like the loop?" And he just ran around in a circle, there, "Looping, looping," and then he came back. I mean, I mean, and my brother and his, and his wife were just like, "Oh, can you can you do the the, the spin dash, the roll that Sonic does?" And he sort of went. I can't do the role, but I can do this. He sort of did a weird headstand and just fell on his back. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, he was trying to, it was just the cutest thing ever. And I really wish I'd recorded it because I think it would be priceless on social media. But it's just a funny, uh, I, lo- I love the way that he's being introduced into all this like nerdy culture, like with, like comic books and superheroes and computer games. It's so different to how I was. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh man. Just, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so I'm back from camping, and Storm Francis uh, stopped play early, but back, and uh, yeah, I haven't got any pickups. That's basically it, because I've been busy, haven't got any pickups or anything, so yeah. Uh, (laughs) Cool. Anyway, I guess. So
1: I got to say that um, the weather is the first thing you check when you're going to go camping (laughs)
0: is the first thing. I think like I, I was check.
1: I had to get another stupid app on my phone to make sure it wasn't going to rain because the thing that I was doing, you need essentially three straight dry days because you have to have you clean off the fence, you weather the fence, it dries a day. So I was ready to go, <laughs> and then there's Graham over there, like ah, we'll be fine. You just tie, just throw, like put your shoe on the corner of each tent or each each corner of your tent or something, and it's good. To Basically, go.
0: I was trying to weigh down my tent inside by putting heavier objects in the corners. <laughs> (laughs) god like like, yeah this cooler box and go there can't it (laughs)
1: ram is not a survivalist everybody yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: a survived and the other
1: thing i was gonna say was you went you went you drove four hours away chris and i still live further than that from each other then yeah (laughs) this weekend
0: well Uh, i have a small country small place it's 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 a lot smaller and a long drive for us is like two hours so yeah Mm. (laughs) Not to
2: like visit you. the other
1: 15 people that live there
0: <laughs> exactly yeah
2: i can <laughs> imagine graham as being like sam in uh fellowship of the ring he's like if i take one more step it'll be farther than i've ever been from the shire in my life <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
0: basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. and also just to, uh, to be slightly hilarious in, well not hilarious but i find it funny basically i've completely screwed up my work calendar with this holiday um so i booked the time off kind of the correct amount of time off for our work on um, holiday system and i spoke to my boss about it but i think i told him i'd be back today like a day oh. e- like two days early um and then i put in my calendar that i would be back yesterday or something so basically we have to put in the we have to put our work holiday draft so a holiday calendar system and then we have to utilize like mm-hmm. google google calendar to add it to add to our Google calendar that we're out of the office on holiday, basically. So people we work with will, will know I like check where I am for my meetings and go, Oh, Graham's actually on holiday today. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, I've kind of put in, I think I spoke to my boss and told him the wrong dates. I put in Google calendar, the wrong dates, but I put on the system, the correct dates So technically, I think I'm okay, but I may be getting a telling off when I get back to work. Cause, uh,
2: yeah, Graham, I'm always screwing stuff Graham, up like that. Graham. <laughs> Graham. You're fucking fired, <laughs>
0: God. Chris. I may need to uh, come full time on the magazine. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can afford you and and Sketchcraft. You guys are divas. Well,
0: you right? know, you got you got you got to make that choice. We uh, Sketchcraft. <laughs> I <yeah>. uh, <laughs> he kind of he's kind of needed for the magazine thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, PTO is messed up this year, but since th- there have been no conventions normally i would call off thursday friday and then the monday following the marathon i caught off the full since i have all the pto in the world i called off the full week before the marathon and i'm not going back to work till wednesday after so i'm like fucking whatever no nice. <laughs> who cares i gotta use this otherwise it's, some of it's gonna disappear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: nice um
1: that's well, you wow i'm glad you're alive it. graham
0: thank you thank you yeah and yeah. Just just to be clear, the storm wasn't even a bad storm, but when you're in a tent, it's only just yeah. And the tents are starting to break. My brother's tent did break, actually. Um like parts of the pole side snapping, so yeah. Fun! Um so yeah, that's you didn't it have before, there weren't like, like
1: big rocks around you could like put on the uh stakes or anything. Like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what camping what uh <laughs> what um campgrounds are <laughs> in the UK really. So
0: So you can get some proper decent wilderness, you know, out in a forest sort of campsites. So this was, like, in a lovely field next to a, a cider distillery kind of farm place. Um, yeah. Like, there's there's farmland around, basically, and we're, like, basically in a field with some hedges. Uh, and, like, a toilet block, basically. It's got like good toilet facilities, actually, I have to admit. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, there's a farm next to it which made cider. So, I went and tried that just before we left, and it's pretty good cider. So...
1: Graham, I, I hate to break it to you, but you didn't go camping.
0: <laughs> well, I slept under canvas. That's all I could tell you.
2: <laughs> I will also say that, like, what we do is, like, you know, when we go camping now, we take our travel trailer with us. So I, I don't know if I would consider that really camping either, but it yeah. is a lot of fun and mm-hmm. it's, it's way more comfortable when you take a, an entire family out camping. Like tent camping with the wife and kids is cool for a day, but after that it sucks really bad. <laughs> and uh, taking a, yeah. an actual like RV or travel trailer with you makes it just so much more enjoyable. Yeah,
0: but I can't, yeah, I, can't, I can't do. I kind of consider it camping when I'm sitting on the grass cooking beans off like a little gas stove thing, like in a in a, in a pan that's way like too our small
2: ancestors used to
0: do. just like our ancestors used to do if i was on the <laughs> oregon trail that's what i'd be doing right now
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh, nice. all right all right
1: what's up guys we are on twitch three days a week sometimes more sometimes less what is the internet but if you go to twitch.tv backslash megavisions monday Mm -hmm. monday wednesdays thursdays uh you will see us playing everything from fantasy star online 2 to anarchy reigns on our thursday night throwdowns which we do also invite the community into uh and we have coming up on there to be hosted on twitch is the 24-hour dreamless dreamcast marathon on september 12th mark your calendars but otherwise check us out any day throughout the week keep an eye on twitch.tv backslash megavision
0: feedback so this is something we're actually introducing i guess for the first time which we've kind of been meaning to do but we just haven't so far we keep forgetting to be honest uh but we're doing some feedback from the last from the last episode so it's great when you guys give us feedback we love it um the good stuff the bad stuff if you've got any comments on stuff um, also if you just got any um opinions on stuff we've talked about which is great if you've got like contra contra contravening opinions or you want to bring up the discussion we love to hear from you. So, Scotty, uh, do you want to read out some of the feedback from the last issue? Last issue, last last sure. episode.
1: <laughs> You're never going not camping again. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> so, uh, Emma the Emma the crab almost read it as Emma the carb. He's a longtime um,
2: Sega nerd from back in the day. He's an OG. What so. a guy! Shout out to Emma. Okay, he's uh, cool. I, It's awesome that he's still listening uh, to after. Yeah, absolutely. Year. Very
1: cool. Um, but they said, having worked on the Clive Barker podcast for the past nine years, I feel I have a, have to say a few things about Candyman here. Number one, it's based on a Clive Barker short story called The Forbidden that takes place in Liverpool. Ooh. Uh, do you, do you guys want to comment on each one of these or want me to just read through and then we'll comment? Uh,
2: I know that I, I, I did know that it was, uh, based on a Clive Barker short story. Um, I've never read that before. Uh, so I knew of it. Uh, but uh, I don't know how much of the actual you know story elements that they take from from that book
1: for the movie. Is it is it sad that I only know Clive Barker's name from the video game
2: Jericho?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same actually. I the I, I,
2: Clive I, Barker <laughs> game that I played was The Undying. Have you guys ever played that on no. PC? It was a PC was heard... exclusive. first it was hmm. like a first person shooter style game but it was scary man like there was some it was basically like you were going in like this haunted like demonic house or something and there's bits where like there's these demons that just like jump out at you and try to get you
1: it's pretty scary game i'm looking up the cover to see if i oh i've definitely never seen that cover before looks cool though um Number two, Nia da Costa is the director of the upcoming movie, not Jordan Peele, though it is his production
2: uh, company. Uh okay. yeah. did not uh, know that, which is really cool. I'm not familiar with Nia da Costa, what off at least. What um Yeah. What have what has that person done? You guys you no aware? idea. Never heard of him. Uh uh-huh, I can maybe Google him. Oh it's them. uh oh um Interesting. So huh? she's uh, She's directing uh, Captain Marvel 2. Ah. Yeah. So, um, but she hasn't really done a lot. Like, um, she's done a movie called Little Woods in 2018, uh, a night and day short movie, like a short story in 2013. She's done it, um, directed a couple episodes of this TV series called Top Boy um, oh, okay. in 2019. So, interesting. Um, I don't know. That's pretty oh, cool. She, uh, is she is an really... African American female director, so it seems like uh, one of the cool things that uh, you know they, it seems like Jordan Peele's doing through his company is is finding you know like younger you know maybe African American artists and directors that are ready for a break and giving a big chance like this. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm actually wondering if it. she's What's English because to Top Boy is an English TV show um although oh no she's american here also she is american so i just i just found out yeah okay sorry that's cool i I was just wondering because, yeah never i didn't really know anything else other than top boy that she'd done
2: um wow
1: cool apparently the little woods thing was done through uh
2: kickstarter essentially oh cool Mm. man yeah maybe she's not traditionally trained either who is anymore
1: true indeed um and then number three, yes, Candyman three is terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I I still kind of think it does some good things. I, I don't, I I I don't think that uh, it's all bad. It's mostly bad, but <laughs> there are some some redeeming things on there. He also says that uh, I guess uh, he also linked to the uh, podcast episode where they where they did the Candyman movies. Uh, oh, so if cool. you go to CliveBarkerCast they released this back in like 2013, so it's a while ago. But it was episode 51 of their podcast where they did that. Um, I started listening to it earlier today. I definitely want to get through it uh, and, and, and give it uh, you know another listen and, and finish the episode. So um, I I love that Candyman series. So I'll listen to that for sure.
0: Awesome, yeah. Check that out.
2: Yeah, we'll throw a link to uh, the
1: podcast episode in the description of this podcast tweet if people nice. are curious. Cool,
0: yeah, cheers, Emmett. Thank you,
1: thank you, Mr. Crab. <laughs> My read the next one or what?
2: Oh uh, uh, well, um, it's Mr. Haru uh, from uh Discord. He says, I don't believe COVID had anything to do with Halo at all. 343 was looking for a scapegoat. This game had been in development for over five years, and they were ready to launch that game this year alone. The fact that they spent so much time recently doing damage control only to then say they are delaying it due to the pandemic sounds super fishy and very reactionary. 500 million plus, and it looks like a 360 game that is copying Destiny. Halo never used to chase trends, but I'm not surprised that the game has been mishandled already. Uh, Mm, Interesting. Did we say that it was related to COVID? So there's there's
0: some speculation. So when we spoke about the news, um, was it last week or the week before? I think it was last week. Um, Yeah, there's some speculation um, that it has been partly down to COVID. um, That, you know, the whole, because production stuff like developers and stuff, they can't really sit in their offices in their big rooms together anymore and, code away I guess whatever developers do that's that's my imagination oh, so, of what they
2: do I, I, <laughs> we got some late breaking news that sketch Ooh. just delivered us whoa uh, he's not even on the podcast I don't even know how but it's it's literally halo and 343 Industries uh rumors um apparently someone on twitter is saying that they just received word that 343 industries is going to announce a change in leadership tomorrow oh. um due to the current leadership being too unpredictable um it's it's like, that like... I don't know if it means that like <laughs> that's not sound um, like a
0: just thing. It's they're
2: not falling in step with the way you know like things are going. Maybe this whole delay was mishandled at the 343 industries uh level. Maybe they didn't properly communicate that to you know like further you know the hierarchy uh <laughs> in Microsoft and the Xbox you know division to let them know like maybe this game's going to be not ready. Um, who knows? You know, it, but that could be something uh, that you know continues to play out with this whole Halo thing. That
0: could be interesting. Uh, that's, uh, okay,
2: that's shaping up, up to be a really interesting story already. Like mm. you know, like what what's the story behind all this? You know, delays and everything else. Like I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's starting to become a really interesting story.
0: Yeah and just uh, there's actually another bit of news I read that I think I came out like earlier today or something there, there was uh, I think a day or so ago some people were talking on Twitter about a rumor that it's actually going to be delayed even further like maybe another year like to 2022 but then uh, 343 industries and Microsoft came out and actually said that's not true at all it's not being delayed again you know, we're planning to release it sort of early um like what Q1 2021 it's not being
2: planned to be delayed again i'm sure well sort of <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but um yeah there's there's some sort of rumors flying around that yeah that's they're, they're delaying it really far like a, like a whole other year so that's apparently being quashed um but yeah i don't know i think i think you could be right uh, mr haru that um i feel like there could be other things at hand i feel like covid maybe didn't help i think it might have actually delayed certain things but I guess you're right. It's been in development for a while. The, the other thing though, is that Mike, the, the halo teams that like Microsoft and 343 industries have been dealing with other things like there's like a halo TV show. That's like sort of meant to be in production or pre-production and stuff, which apparently has been eating up some of their time. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors involved, but um, yeah, I think you could be right. It could just be just mishandling um, of, of the whole of the, of the game. And I guess the franchise in a way, um, I wouldn't say it's copying Destiny so much though. Um, like, I should—that I, feels like an Americanism, by the way. Copying Destiny, I assume he means like sort of um, trying copying. to copying, like mimicking Destiny a bit. I feel like it's not really. I mean, they—I feel like those two franchises will always have a slight, a slight. Um, mix or, like or blend of like appearances and like gameplay stuff because it was basically the same company that made them the bungee who um made both destiny and halo um like when i first played destiny i was like this does feel very much like a kind of halo game and the aesthetics were it should. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean they, they found a formula that seemed to work in it so they they sort of kept that with destiny a bit um although arguably i think destiny is one of the most overrated games i've ever played in my life um <laughs> which that could be a discussion for another show though Way um, more. <laughs> yep <laughs> um, but yeah no, I think I think you could be right there uh, I'm just going basically basically we're just going off what the information is being provided but yeah I guess yeah speculating yeah you could be right what do you guys think you, do you guys agree Mr. Haru do you do you think uh, COVID is the main reason or are you like yeah this doesn't seem right at all it seems a bit fishy uh,
1: the delay is reactionary 100% that's what I think. Um, And also, imagine what would have happened if we had E3 this year, and this had happened back in May, and then Phil Spencer's like on different couches and interviews right after, and everybody's like, what's up with that Halo, man? <laughs> you know?
2: Like, how would yeah. that
1: have gone, I wonder? How yeah. would this have been different? But also, that would have been a full three months ago. So I don't know now. if
2: we get the same kind of trailer like I think at that point maybe you get a more of a CGI maybe um, trailer um, you don't get actual like real gameplay I, I don't know
0: so. yeah
2: Yeah. alright nice I'm not nice. too concerned about it though yeah. alright that's hey. going to wrap up uh, our feedback this week nice feedback back of wonder.
0: And welcome back! We are now moving on to Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. Scotty!
1: Yeah! Let me grab that sack. Here we go. Let's see what we've got. Oh, that's the wrong note. Today! (laughs) Turn the page. So, Mr. Haru in the Discord asks, With the ages games coming to a stop he means Sega Ages games coming to a stop on the Nintendo Switch what next do you see Sega doing will they find yet another way to rebrand and resell your Genesis games and it's funny you should ask that question because it tailors right into the news So, we're going to check out this first news item that we have here. Sega Ages Project Ends. And they tease more remasters in the future. Um, we posted about this on the old MegavisionsMag.com. Uh, and there was a quote from Yusuke Akanari. Saying, although the Sega Ages project has come to an end with the release of Erzog Zwei, there are many games in the collection you can still buy and play. So please, check them out if you don't own them yet. However, this doesn't mean that this is the end of Sega's plan to re-release past titles. I, along with Sega's own Rieko, oh god, Kadama, and Gaisei Sh- Shimamaru, are currently hard at work on our next project project at this point in time unfortunately i can't tell you whether or not m2 will be involved if this makes you think oh they're definitely doing something with m2 i hope we can live up to your expectations (laughs) considering sega ages has ended some may be wondering if we have plans to continue relaunching re-relaunching past titles on nintendo switch i want that to happen i hope to bring something over that will really satisfy switch players so until then we hope you'll look forward to it and Air Dogs is not released yet. Uh, it releases this week as of this recording in Japan. Um, the, actually, a Western release date it's not even been announced yet. Um, so to give people an idea before we discuss it, what we're talking about with the uh, Sega Ages uh, games, I'm going to back up now and hopefully not screw up the recording. These are all on the Switch right now. Sonic 1, Thunder, First, Th- Thunder, First Fur, Thunder Force 4, this Fantasy Star 1, Outrun, gain ground. Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Poyo Poyo. Virtual Racing. Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Space Harrier. Columns two and Columns is included. Puzzle and Action. Icadent R. Shinobi. Fantasy Zone. Poyo Poyo two. Sonic two and Knuckles in Sonic two is also included. G Lock Air Battle and Thunder Force AC. And then Airsoft Spy is coming up. So, wow, that's a list of that is uh yeah that um my opinions on it are it's unfortunate cuz that's how i'm playing through fantasy star even though i haven't played it since i mentioned it last on this podcast um i got virtual racing to support that that's one of the better 32x games that was released and arguably the 32x version's better than the one they put on switch but um yeah, the, it's a shame to see this happening because I really enjoy it. It was like half the reason. If we hadn't already got a Switch, it was going to be half the reason I got a Switch. Um, but uh, they, they don't just re-release them. They add slice of life stuff and um, or quality of life stuff. Mm. It's not an anime genre. <laughs> quality of life stuff that Graham's also mentioned before on the uh, fa- fantasy star stuff, too. So we'll yeah. go around the table here. Uh, Graham, what do you think about this?
0: Uh, it's, it's an interesting move by Sega, because I feel like uh, the whole uh, Sega Ages brand almost has been around. It's been around for a long time, if you don't know. It's been around since, I right. guess, kind of since, uh, well, I can't, I can't even remember now. I mean, there was the marketing, you know, you, to be this good takes, takes ages, slash, you know, backwards of Sega. Um, and back on, like, the PS2 and stuff in Japan, they had the Sega Ages compilations, they had other Sega Ages stuff, uh, I think on the Saturn as well. Um, yeah, I, that's where it started, yeah. it looks like that's where it started basically um so it's been going on for a long time now not just on sega stuff but on sega consoles on other consoles and platforms um so yeah it's interesting the the thing i find strange is the fact that they've sort of said yes we are going to try to look to re-release other games in the future you know these old games but they're removing the sega age's branding so i'm in my head and i don't know if this is true or not um uh and that off off the show we had a mini discussion about this but in my head i was thinking um could they maybe trying to bring everything under the umbrella of the sega forever branding at all like the more modern fresher branding that they're trying to like promote um which is meant to have because the sega age has always been sort of older sort of 16-bit and i guess slightly some of the 32-bit stuff like with virtual racing um but they have never really gone well, much past eight-bit. that almost uh, as eight... much as 16 uh, yeah, i'd okay. say Eight bit, sixteen bit, and I guess dabbling in the thirty-two bit with virtue Racing, but I don't think there's anything more advanced than virtue Racing at all in the in what they've released yeah. in the past. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering if it's good they want to do it on the Sega Forever umbrella, but um, I guess Chris had a different opinion on that, like which makes sense, Chris, uh, where you said that it's a it's more of a, this seems like more of a Japanese uh, for Sega Japan decision. So maybe it's and Sega Forever is more of a Western branding so maybe it's not uh, i don't know I, I find it very interesting I'm, I'm fascinated almost i i don't know what's going to happen i'm i'm slightly scared i'm slightly nervous what is going on sega what are you doing you, you leave you leaving me high and dry that's what you're doing uh and it's, it's it's sad to see that they won't be releasing anything more under that umbrella i guess like for the time being i just, I like seeing these old retro games coming out as you say scotty that's one of the reasons i got my Switch because. They are releasing these. It's a great way to play them, like on the go. Very easy to do. Uh, I know you can get them on phones and stuff, but playing on a phone's never as good. And I can't be bothered to carry around like a freaking phone controller and stuff. I'm happy with the Switch <laughs> in the pocket. You know, nice big screen, great stuff. Um, so yeah, that's my my thoughts. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm curious.
2: <laughs> ah! I think one of the things when you look at is like look at the timing of when this is is all taking place. I mean, we're just. A couple of months away from the launch of these new consoles with the um, Series X uh, and the PlayStation Five, uh, I think that is probably very telling. Uh, you know, he's saying right now, like in this, that he's working on a project with Kodama and uh, Shimi Momura uh, from Sega. So they're obviously have some sort of Sega, you know, branded project in the works uh, over there right now, um, and. I, I think it may have something to do with some next-gen consoles. Like, maybe they're coming with a new brand, uh, and they're looking to, to expand beyond just a Switch, and they're just looking at, you know, like, maybe Sega Ages, uh, that whole name and, and, you know, publishing label or whatever doesn't work for what they have going forward. And so they're deciding to make an into this, and they're going to create an entirely new thing, whether that's Sega Forever or whatever they brand it as. Um, I think they're looking to maybe do some some more stuff. I personally would like to see them go the route of of kind of how Nintendo did with their uh, NES and like their eight bit and sixteen bit games on the Switch. I would like to see some inclusion of of like uh, multiplayer and other things in some of these older games that we haven't received a thousand times before. So, for instance, like I'm not interested in seeing another Streets of Rage two that has like network play that we've been getting since the Xbox 360, you know, like I want to see something right. let's, let's do something new and exciting. Um, like let's not just rehash eight and 16 bit games anymore. Let's go beyond that. Let's look, let look, start looking at the Saturn. Let's start looking at the dreamcast and like, let's really see what M2 can do in terms of like emulation and bringing wow. some of these wow. older systems to, to newer platforms. Max agrees. That's right.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> thought just pops into my head just, today. um, what mm-hmm. if? What if? Like, um, instead of like having these these individual games released to Sacred Ages, what if they're doing something with Nintendo for the Switch, a bit like the NES and and Super Nintendo games they've got? You know, their online service where you pay, you get like a hundred uh, Super Nintendo and hundred N- Nintendo games. What if they're going to do something like that? A Bit like the old Virtual Console where they had Mega Drive games on there or Genesis games. What if they're going to do something similar where they get all their old retro games and put them up on the service? for that monthly fee or something. Like, could that be a thing? So they, they're closing down the Sega Ages brand because they're not going to release those games individually. They're just going to have the the Genesis collection of, like, all the Genesis and Mega Drive games and stuff.
1: Like Sega whoa. Channel 2, baby.
0: Yeah. Let's do it.
1: I mean, that's yeah. what the Nintendo service is right now, essentially. It's the Nintendo Channel. And yeah. I this is a rare time I'll give props to Nintendo for what they do with those things. Corey and I streamed. Like as a backup plan, one random Thursday Night Throwdown, we just went through some SNES games and NES games co-op mode that you just play them. You just play them online with each other. Or you can just share a controller, kind of how a parsec does. Uh, It's crazy. So yeah, they did something like that with this. I, I would want, you know, if this is done, then now, like they did with the 3DS releases, just put them all on one disk, on one cartridge, release a collection, because be n- it's ridiculous. But I'm probably going to go back and download every single one of these on Switch, because they're going to fucking get delisted. I just know it.
0: <laughs> That's a good point, actually.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, the other thing I was going to say is M2 has been working their butts off, so they probably want a break. Because I was looking at the release dates of these. there is a There is a Switch M2 release. Uh, almost every month since wow. September of 2018, or every mm-hmm. other month. Um, so yeah, they've they probably want a break as well. <laughs>
0: it sounds like. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then to go back to Mister harry's question, though, with the Ages games coming to a stop on the Nintendo Switch, what next do you see Sega doing? Will they find yet another way to rebrand, resell your Genesis games? So, so realistically, what do we think Sega might do with this? Um, Chris did mention the next console is coming up, so maybe they're just trying to because the Sega Ages moniker has only really happened on well, no, it's happened on 360 and PS3. It skipped the one and the four, and then went to Switch. So. I don't know. I was going to say maybe since Sega Ages has only been on Nintendo since the last collection, maybe they're trying to get under a different name to be on other systems, but mm, I don't know.
0: Mm. And weren't, weren't, I the don't Sega know Ages, weren't the Sega Ages games that were released on 360 also playable on Xbox One as well? Were they some of the backwards compatible games? I've got a few, uh they
1: uh, some of them are. That's the Sega Vintage collection, like the Streets uh, trilogy, the Golden X trilogy. Collection.
0: Yeah, um, okay.
1: Yeah. Those were good little collections. I they loved were. the little game rooms they created for those. Oh, uh fun. the Um PS3 owners got the shaft on that because they did not get the the interactive game room type thing. That was only on three sixty for some reason.
0: Oh, okay. Huh. That's weird. Yeah,
1: it's weird. Um hmm. I don't know, because also, what's it called? Um, was it Sega Forever that just stopped, like that whole service on phones?
0: Um, I think. Well, yeah, they kind of just stopped releasing titles, didn't they? Like they just out of nowhere, just sort of stopped. I guess, but they
1: it was, it was never at all what they promised it to be.
0: Yeah, it really wasn't. Which is as as one of those things I've always brought up on the show, or they even Sega nerds back in the day I used to bring it up a bit. Uh, just as they they promised the world and sort of delivered, you know, a, a, a content. Small island. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but the, the Sega Forever branding does seem to still be alive, and the, you know they they've recently sort of launched a Discord and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems to be something they are sort of pushing. I think I guess they they had to take pause and think what we planned isn't happening. So let's just take a pause, take a moment. Let's restart it and stuff. So it looks like they're trying to do it in a slightly different way, like more slowly than just like bam, we're gonna do all this. Wait, we can't do all this. Oh damn it. It seems to be more like let's build up the momentum a bit. So I assuming Sega f- this is why this is why I'm assuming this could be part of the whole Sega for everything. Um that's that's what I thought that basically. Um Yeah. <sighs>
1: I just thought of something that I know is so unrealistic, but if they did it, they would win the hearts of millions.
0: Do it, in these it. dark
1: times of the year and our lord and savior Sonic 2020 what if the next they put out a Mega Drive Genesis Mini 2 the, the Game Gear Micro comes out um, the Astro City time arcade machine they all have Wi-Fi Sega kicks off their downloadable service like the Nintendo does have right now. Sorry, I'm so flabbergasted by how my idea is amazing. (laughs) It will never happen that I can't form sentences. What if they created Sega goddamn Channel 2, and you can just play it on those things?
0: That would be amazing.
1: Like, what if I could grab my stupid freaking... Look, it's all the way up there, because I don't use it. The freaking Genesis Mini, uh, for listeners, just watch the video. There's Oswald. (laughs) What if... They did that, guys. What if they just did an online service on their mini classic consoles and we could just play the games we want to and download them and have them on our console? That would make too much sense and too much money.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it.
1: God damn. Fog gaming. Fog gaming's where it's at. Let me tell everyone on Twitter five weeks before the announcement. That's just my phone, honey.
2: <laughs> I was saying, uh, either the last podcast or the podcast before, is that I think they should create their own version of, like, a, you know, like a smaller scaled arcade cabinet that uh, integrates into the whole Fog Gaming thing. And you can play all of their arcade stuff, and a lot of, like, the old school uh, retro arcade games that M2 has worked on over the years, maybe... I would be down for them working on something like that. Maybe they were partnering up with them too and say, hey, we're going to release our own mini, uh, you know, like maybe, you know, one third of scale or whatever. It, it needs to be just a smaller sized, um, like an arcade one-up arcade unit by Sega. I would be totally down for that. Just a Sega branded unit and you can download and install, you know, all sorts of uh, Sega games, arcade games from over the years.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love the idea. I think yeah (laughs) scotty if this comes to true you're a genius and sega is amazing because i think you're right if sega were to do this it would just be the best thing ever because i think everyone would be like finally oh my god this is perfect this is exactly what we needed this is what we wanted you know it'd be i think it'd be brilliant that'd be such a good idea and sadly, I think it won't happen because I feel like Sega never do anything we want them to do. Um, but uh, they're such a tease. I'm, such I'm, a tease. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm furious because I know how possible this is because people have their NES classics and their PS1 classics and they've hacked them and ripped them open and, and they've installed like internet connectivity to it. And you can just download updates and other crap and play whatever on your system. And it's just yeah. it's <laughs> it's there. It's there. Just outsource it somehow. We freaking outsource it to Mega Visions, we'll do it. <laughs> no we
0: won't. No we won't. <laughs> we no we not. won't can But we we don't don't
1: please give us all the code and, and just dump all your games on us, please. That the code dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be so good! Oh God! <sighs> all right, I wore myself out. I almost—I also lost <laughs> my phone. I dropped it, and it just disappeared.
0: Oh, oh no, it's gone. It's it's dead. you lost yeah. it to the the gods of podcasting. Um, that's so, should right. we respond to Mister Haru's second part of the question? Um, oh, will, what was that? Will they find yet another way to rebrand, resell your Genesis games?
1: Oh yeah, hell yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's yes. Well, uh, they've kind of already said that they are sort of planning on you know continuing sort of doing these projects and stuff i guess uh yeah i think they're always i th- i feel like the day that sega says we're going to stop reselling the old classic games that's probably the day that sega closes its doors basically um I right. feel like that's that's a good money spinner for them uh for the fans who love it who the fans the you know the old the og fans who played it back in the day but also brand new people like coming into you know like, uh kids are still being born. there's plenty more gamers on the on the horizon, so they need to see these classic games and you know, spend two or three dollars a time or whatever. You know, all adds up. Good stuff. You Good can money. tell
1: your, your nephew, you haven't played the real Sonic yet? Well grab anything that you plugged into the wall once and it probably has Sonic <laughs> on it.
0: <laughs> can even get a toaster of his face on it. God damn. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sonic's on your toaster. Do it. That's their that's their motto now, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, ah, yeah. here's the episode title. So good. <laughs> cool. Uh let's move well, on that's to That's my article. Yeah, let's move on to the next bit of news. Uh so I'll go with my one. Um so uh this I I don't know if this was announced recently or I saw it actually today uh, uh, a few hours ago really. Um so there's been there's been rumor and speculation over the last few days about um Nintendo, not even just last few days, like months, I guess, Nintendo possibly bringing out a new version of the Switch or a new console, partly because of the whole Xbox Series X and PS5 coming out. Um, and, you know, the Switch is already way underpowered compared to them. And we've already spoken about this. The Switch doesn't need to be as powerful. It's its own category, essentially, of gaming. But there's been that sort of the theory that they should sort of do something to you know we re- refresh it a bit, I guess. And there's been new reports out, and uh, apparently, there has been a report that's kind of been leaked or announced um, not officially announced yet, but it's been re- leaked out of Nintendo saying they are planning a new Switch release to be in 2021. Um, apparently, they are, they are said to be dabbling with more power, so a slightly more powerful unit and 4K visuals, which is like one of the key things they're talking about because. Obviously, right now the Nintendo Switch does not do 4K. I mean, even the Xbox One and PS4, when they were released, didn't really natively do proper 4K gaming. Uh, the Xbox One X—correct uh, me if I'm wrong. Actually, is the Xbox One X the only one that can actually really do proper 4K native gaming? The, um, yeah, well,
2: the- n- gaming, yes. The um, what is it? The uh, that series S or whatever they call it. Um, that does really that range, can doesn't play it? 4K. Blue, yes, but <laughs> yes. not game.
0: So yeah, they can play. They can play the 4K movies. Uh, I think the PS4 Pro can do 4K movies as well. And uh, did the PS4, the yeah. original sure PS4, do 4K? Uh, anyway, yeah,
1: only, no, uh, the, it doesn't do it natively.
0: Yeah. So only the Xbox One X does 4K g- gaming. Um, so yeah, this will be a pretty massive thing if if the next Switch does 4K gaming, because I mean that's something that you know Microsoft only really cracked in the last year or so of of the xbox one um so they were it's clear that they won't be competing directly with the series x or the ps5 in terms of power uh because that's sort of nintendo's thing now as we said they're in their own category uh it's more likely just to be a slight upgrade a bit more power better screen and stuff and um yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting because apparently it's the report that was released also sort of indicated there would be loads more games planned for the new hardware um so um some rumors are stating it could release with uh zelda breath of the wild 2 um that taking that as a rumor though right now completely rumor because uh that's just speculation uh but it'd be interesting what they do um i mean, personally i i kind of imagine it's going to be a little bit like the 3ds xl if you if you remember when that was launched um it was a more powerful version of the 3ds it had an extra. Uh, analog stick on it um was more powerful so you could some of the games that they released were designed for the 3ds xl so you couldn't run them on the old 3ds uh but you could run 3ds games on the 3ds xl so i'm kind of imagining it's gonna be a bit like that a bit more powerful there's gonna be a few games that are going to be released for it specifically so better Mm. performance and stuff but then be able to play all your cool classic old switch games on it uh but yeah, um, what do you guys think? Are you guys excited by this news? Are you yeah, it's kind of yeah, fair or yeah? What are you feeling, Scotty? Tell, tell me, tell me your thoughts and feelings, please.
1: Um, Nintendo's always released outdated hardware to then upcharge it, uh, the cost of it. So I, when they release stuff, it's already outdated. But with the gimmicks and they know how to use it and kind of bring out its potential, um, it kind of hides all that. Uh, and and I am not slamming them for that i'm saying that because they've never had a reason the we didn't even have hd out it only had (laughs) component out at max and they said it didn't have a dvd player because everybody already had one at that point they didn't need it that was to cut down costs (laughs) um and uh i think that well it wouldn't be handheld it wouldn't have handheld 4k that's not even possible to do i don't think <laughs> like have that small screen be a 4k screen
0: i don't um, know i think you can get pretty small 4k screens these days can't you uh, uh, I, d- I don't know
1: i feel th- yeah I, th- I, I guess i shouldn't speak too much on that because i really have no idea i i don't i nintendo is also the best company at keeping their lips tight like paper mm-hmm. mario the origami king was announced to come out like six weeks after it did or something um <laughs> so they've been known for doing stuff like that so i don't know that the switch Lite is out what would they call it the switch two with 4k for you the switch two for uk i don't know <laughs> you know um yeah. i don't i don't think like i was holding out for this uh if, if covid hadn't happened and we didn't need a need quote unquote a switch as much as we thought. Um, I was gonna wait for the switch pro that kept getting rumored and everything because uh, I had no reason to rush out and get one um, hmm. So eh, this is another thing where it's like I got a switch. I'm just sitting back and watching the Armageddon and the curls because nobody knows what they're doing and they're afraid to do anything and it's gonna be something.
2: <laughs> I think this is inevitable. I mean we all knew this was going to be coming at some point. Um it's just this Nintendo has to somewhat keep up with Microsoft and Sony um so that their so that multi-platform games can still be ported to Nintendo's console platform. Um they can't let their their hardware get so outdated that you know that companies like EA and you know, um, you know, everyone else can no longer port their games without having a very drastic uh, downgrade in, in, you know, visuals and performance. And so Nintendo's naturally going to have to refresh their hardware. Um, it's right around the, the time where it seems like Nintendo does that anyway, like after the three or four year mark or so, you're like you'll get a new iteration of the system. I'm still not sold that it's going to reach 4K visuals though, um, especially when it's undocked. Because right now the switch is 720p for most games, like when the when it's undocked, um, and 1080 when you actually dock it. Uh, I just don't see the without drastically, you know, you know, driving up the price. I just don't see that as being mm. a very realistic um, benchmark to hit. And I don't think they need to either. You know, I don't, I don't think they need to get to the 4K thing. But um, especially when you're playing on the, like a little screen like that, I mean, does not really make <laughs> that much of a difference? Um, but I can see it mainly being for the docked mode or whatever. But I just, I, I'm not sold that it's going to get to the 4K. But like I said, it doesn't need to be. It just needs to be good enough to where companies can port their games to whatever the Switch Two or whatever they decide to call it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um,
2: um, sorry, Graham, give your thoughts.
0: No, it's it's fine. My my brain my brain was uh, as I saw sort of said yeah. I, my brain was processing something about some of the bigger open world games that they've released. Like I, I know I know it's old now, but Skyrim and um, Witcher three. That's a really good example of what they managed to put on the Switch, the original Switch. Yeah. Um, so uh, Doom as well. Yeah. So there have been some really surprisingly big games that kind of are graphically impressive and actually physically massive um so it's very interesting to see this i'm wondering i want my my theory there is that they're releasing this not again not to compete with the xbox series x or ps5 but to up that level that if a game was to come out on the P- series x or ps5 like that maybe they could put it on the ported to port it to the new switch just for a little bit of extra grunt um to behind it so a bit like they've done with witcher 3 and um and the like and stuff um because they have done some pretty impressive things with the standard Switch, even though it's technically way underpowered compared to the other consoles out there. So, yeah, that was just, that was just kind of my thought there on that little on that little bit. Scotty, sorry, what, what were you going to say?
1: Um, I was trying to look out, look out, look up the variations uh, of the 3DS, mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember if the I. 3DS, 3DSi, I couldn't remember if that was the DS or the 3DS because I was trying to make a look. DSi, just DSi
0: Yeah, they had the 3DS the 3DS XL and the 3DS oh, 2DS they called it the 2DS, didn't they? They. I think there's only yeah. three models of the, 3, of the 3DS, so yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I guess so, technically four, because I was trying to look here at DS DS Lite, DSi DSi XL and then 3ds, ah. 3ds XL, 2ds, 2ds XL. So okay, the Switch is the 3ds conquered the handheld world for a while. Um, <laughs> so the Switch is going is conquering its own world right now, uh, and uh, there's no reason they're not going to have like five different versions of it.
0: Yeah, I guess so. W- what if the new Switch adds in a 3ds or 3D mode? Would that would you guys be happy with that?
1: I wouldn't give two shits.
0: <laughs> no, fair enough. I, I quite like the three d The three D and three DS impressed me because you didn't need glasses. And I was like, this is really cool. And a few games I felt it did actually add something to it, but I completely understand it's not for everyone and it's not even that important for most games. So
2: I would yeah. I could I... be doing something with like VR <clears throat> or AR with their, their new system. HD Rumble.
0: Oh yeah. That's what
1: I'm about. Uh, the the only 3D thing that ever impressed me was uh, Resident Evil Revelations or Revelations, okay. depending on which version you had, um, <laughs> because that but that game had uh, in-game 3D sliders, so you wouldn't just turn off or on the system's 3D slider. Uh, you actually no. mess with it in-game. So they I, I they games that do that, I heard, um, took better advantage of it. So, it did, but I that was the only one I played with any 3D on. Otherwise, unless you're looking dead on at it it messed up and could, mess, they could make you sick depending on oh, okay. who you are but
0: yeah i the, the zelda the three uh legends of ocarina of time and majora's mars zelda games yeah. in 3d i thought were amazing in 3d and um Star Fox 64 um 3D mm, yeah. version though those games to me i i had i basically when i played them in 3d i was like this feels so cool um i really i thought it really enhanced the game uh but you know, it's not needed, but it's just be interesting. But yeah, and, and what Chris said with the a possible VR, maybe I don't. I, I can't see them doing that, to be honest. But
2: there's been rumors that Nintendo was going to dabble in VR with you know some future hardware. Okay, um, I I would think though that maybe AR would be something that Nintendo would probably be wanting to. Do yeah, they already more. did that with the DS. They could they three. could do it with the DS, but if they have like Ooh. really fresh you know, you know, new hardware and they could integrate like some camera, you know, like a good camera in the uh, you know, the switch. Um there could mm-hmm. be some really cool uh AR stuff that they could potentially do. They,
0: they could they could release a new Pokemon Go style game on there, I guess, like which could be quite cool.
1: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. um the uh Nintendo's always been one of the companies that's introduced something, not taken advantage of it, but other people Mm. do. Uh, Kind of, but, so HD Rumble could be used in VR or AR or some sort of R, but also they have that vitality sensor Mm. on or whatever it actually is on the right Joy-Con. And I'm pretty sure the only thing that uses that right now is Ring Fit. But (laughs) imagine, like, (laughs) using that in a survival horror game or something that it measures your heart rate somehow or something like that, you know, Um, and throw that into VR or something.
0: Wow. So someone has a heart attack in real life. They die in the game. Wow. That's right. (laughs) That's real virtual reality. Malcolm in the
1: middle is not going to help you. (laughs) Whatever his name is.
0: Um, uh, Oh gosh. I was about to say someone's name. It's not right. Uh, Frankie Munitz. Is that it? That's his name. Yeah. There you go. Um, I
1: was letting the crowd, the audience, figure it out.
0: Yeah, I, I get them that little extra, like. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh wow! So Chris, what is uh, your news this week?
2: So I have some exciting news. Uh, this is a little hits closer home to Sega. Uh, did you guys hear about Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World coming? Did I? Before? Yes. It kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know if anyone was really expecting something like this. Uh, I mean. 2019 and I guess maybe 2018. I can't remember the exact release dates, but it was like the the year or time of uh, you know the revival because we ended up getting you know several different games uh, from you know the series. Uh, we got all those again, you know, in in, in a couple of remakes. We had uh, yeah, it was 2017. We had Wonder Boy, uh, Dragon's Trap, and then the following year we had uh, Masha Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Well, now. Uh, we're going to get uh, Monster Boy, uh, Asha, in, or I'm sorry, Wonder Boy, Asha, in Monster World. Uh, the cool thing about this is that they're actually quite a bit of the original OG development team that's going to be on this. Uh, awesome. Of course, Asha was the, the main character in, uh, was it uh, Monster World 4? Yeah. Um, I always get these names so mixed up. It's Wonder Boy 4. And I, it was always <laughs> a bad <laughs> naming convention. It's yeah, so hard yeah. to keep up with the names. But uh, that was, that worse was a than great Rich game um, that uh, you know that they had. So this is going to be pretty neat that they're coming out with uh, basically a sequel to that Monster World uh, 4 uh, game. I'm pretty excited about this. It's interesting. The uh, development team, it's called Studio Art Dink, and In-In Games <laughs> are the main uh, developers that are actually going to be doing this. Uh, but like I said, um, Nishizawa, who is the, the lead, of, I guess, director and creator of the original uh, game is on here. The original composer they have here, um, the original character designers and uh, you know, other people are all uh, you know, connected to this. Uh, but it's not going to take very long before we see more of this game, because apparently um, a full gameplay reveal is going to happen Ooh. on August 29th as part of the Gamescom Awesome Indie Showcase. Uh, it's going to happen at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, August 29th. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be tuning in because I want to see more of this game. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, what do you guys think?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, is... Actually, no, Scotty, you go first. You go first.
2: I mean, I don't have
1: much to say. It's just cool that more of uh, Wonder Boy, Monster Boy, World Land <laughs> is happening. Yeah. I don't have. I've never been a huge uh, fan of the series, and not not. Um, for dislike, not because I dislike it, because I don't. I just don't have much experience with it.
0: That's fair. Um, fair enough. So did did I miss? Did you did you miss a bit about the voice acting, or did I just did I just miss that completely? Um,
2: that... I did not mention anything. Okay,
0: it. so I think that's quite interesting. Uh, this is going to be the first game in the whole history of the series that will be fully voiced um and it sort of says that the announcement describes asher and other characters as lively and talkative and that is something i'm unsure about because um <laughs> some, some some of these old game franchises i like it when they're because you, you sort of grow up with them not having voices you might hear them like say like a word when they get hurt for example but when it comes to actually talking that sometimes you get ruined like um knights for example when they gave it oh, wow, just I kind of like was, oh like what is this <laughs> um oh my god i feel, i felt like knights knights was such a cool mysterious character and didn't really speak and stuff and then they, they released Knights journey of dreams um and it was like i mean the act the acting in on, as a whole was you know perfectly fine and reasonable and i feel like if it was in another game maybe it'd been good because it was a character i knew and loved i was like wow um so, yeah, I'm unsure about that. But it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm actually happy to see this, though. I'm glad that they're sort of stepping on board again with seeing more of these games coming out because I, unlike Scotty... Well, actually, kind of, basically, like, unlike Scotty, I was brought up on some of the Monster Boy games. Not all of them, though. Some of them, like the original Monster... Uh, sorry, the original Wonder Boy, um, which is like the proper, you know, side-scrolling, jumping, getting on a skateboard, kind of going along was one of my favorite arcade games ever. And I got it on the Game Gear. Me and my brother loved it. My brother was really good at it. It's like one of those few games that my brother was better at, better at than I was. And then I had also uh, the Dragon's Trap on my Game Gear as well. Um, so when that came out, I was really happy with that. And I played a couple of the other ones. So the Wonder Boy Mon- Monster World sort of franchise has always been one of those ones that I've always been interested in, but never played all of them. So I'm excited for this. Uh, I think it's really good. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. I'm very excited. It's going to be interesting to see. I wonder if they're going to be able to do, like, turn off the voice acting or something, like make it old school retro again. Yeah, <laughs> it's <got bad>. mute. <laughs> <laughs> I want the music, but I don't want the talking. <laughs> we'll see. It might be. It might be. Hey, <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, not all, not all first-time iterations with voice acting were that bad. Look at Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually quite like Sonic Adventures. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. um,
1: I like Sonic Adventure. I'm saying that was a turn for the series in certain ways, and it had, the, yeah, the, whatever.
0: The thing with that oh, is, boy. Though, Whatever, the, I'm the, just
1: what going to keep dude. thinking about Tenacious T- D's T- T- song, Wonder Boy. That's what it's based on.
0: <laughs> oh, That I, that song always comes in my head every time I think of Wonder Boy, actually. Um, but that, sorry, on that Sonic the Hedgehog note, just a tiny quick thing. The thing with that is, I didn't mind Sonic Adventure talking and, and stuff either was like the first for the game franchise, I'd heard Sonic speaking in the cartoon. So for me, I was kind of used to Sonic speaking. Um, same with like Mario and stuff. I'd like, like Mario, the cartoon was out in like the, was the eighties or nineties. I can't even remember when that was out. So yeah, I'd watch that as a kid as well. So when you hear Mario, and Mario six go, it's a me, a Mario. I was like, Oh yeah, it's Mario. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and they didn't really speak in the game much like at all really, but he said a, a couple of, a few things. Um, Mm-hmm. yeah uh so this is this is just gonna be interesting I guess uh we'll see what happens in this but Chris are you excited as well are you do you care
2: <laughs> yeah it's my piece of news I care that's why I brought it up <laughs> um i'm i'm excited for it um I like i said i think um I think monster world has a very uh i, I think it has a lot of potential to continue on um in this style of game it just looks so good mm. uh, and I'm really excited to see what with this game in the hands of the original creators, because um, the other two uh, developers—I um, always forget their names—that did um, the last two games, the French developers. Uh, I think what? they set a really high bar. Lizard uh, Lizard both, Cube was it? Lizard uh, Cube and.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah Lizard Cube.
2: It? We, I three four, um, man, it's going to really bother me now. Um, yeah. dot Emu.
0: That's the one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm I pretty think sure that Emu would
2: publish the game. Oh, okay. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, okay. Long story short, what I was trying to say is these developers that were not the original, you know, you know, creators of this series, I think they did this series right. And they put it back, uh, you know, back in the minds of, of the game industry with these two very well-done, um you know, games. I think that these Japanese developers now have a lot of pressure on them to take the series back in their hands. These are the, the OG guys. Now they're going to have to create uh, a, a new game that's going to have to at least reach that bar that was set by um, Lizard Cube and the other developers. Um, and so I'm just interested to see, like, mm. what... You know how 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 do they respond to this? Uh, because you see, you're starting to see some Western developers take on old school Japanese developed eight and sixty bit games, and they're doing them pretty good. They're a lot better than you know. Some people would say that Sonic Mania is better than is the best two D Sonic game, and it's hard yeah. to uh, you know. Um, you know, kind of fight that. So I, I, I'm just interested in seeing, like, how can they respond to this uh, pressure from yeah. Western developers?
0: And just a quick update. Uh, Monster Boy was done by Game Atelier. That's the developer. Game Atelier. Yes, Atelier. Yeah. And yeah, mu dot, dot, did uh, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Um And sorry, what was I saying? No, the Lizard Q, did, well, Lizard Q did Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. They developed it. DotMU published it um yeah and nick Carless was another publisher for that and hit up games in europe was the publisher for that uh but yeah um anyway there you go just uh, get that off the get get that off the tip of your tongue thank yeah.
2: you yes um that's gonna do it for this bit of news for this week
0: excellent and that wraps up the the news segment and we'll be back right off this break.
2: I want to let you guys know that Megavisions has a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash megavisions, and when you're there, you can choose to uh, get either a physical or digital issue of the magazine. Uh, We ship uh, worldwide, so you can get one wherever you live, and if you subscribe to the physical edition, you automatically receive the digital issue uh, as well, and we only charge your account when we're actually ready to ship an issue so you don't have to worry about getting uh random charges that you don't understand why they're coming your way we are uh very clear and we let everyone know uh like the weeks leading up to when we're actually going to charge everyone's account so uh anyway please go check it out uh like i said it's uh slash megavisions
0: welcome back and we're now moving on to our picks of the week where we talk about uh, movies tv shows or games that we've been playing or watching recently and we think that you the lovely audience our listeners our fellow gamers and movie watchers out there might be interested in watching as well or playing so without further ado chris my friends what's been tickling your fancy this week
2: well, I have been watching a ton, a ton, a ton of, of TV and movies here lately, um, you know, for the, the BSG podcast, but also my wife and I have just been watching a ton of shows because towards the evening, we just have a lot of free time lately. Uh, but we got into a new show called Lovecraft Country. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. No. Oh my God. It is insanely cool. So it's based on, it's based on, on a book that's based on the Lovecraft works um but the story basically follows this uh guy named Atticus Freeman who uh comes home from the war uh like in in 19 you know 50s it's like Jim Crow America so it's very uh like volatile uh for you know for Atticus and his family he has an uncle named George who does an annual uh, like journal i guess where uh he distributes uh, to other African Americans to let them know uh, where the, the safe places are to travel, like with the Uni- United States. So he has like a very uh, kind of dangerous job um, in in of itself. But um, basically Atticus, he comes home and he finds out that his uh, father has gone missing. Um, and all this just really, and he decides to, to to leave and go on this trip to find his father. But at the same time, his uncle George Decides to come with him because it's time for him to do a new, like his annual trip to, to try to find new places that are safe or maybe not safe uh, for his book. Uh, and then in addition to, um, you know, to Uncle George, uh, this other girl uh, who's like a local um, that lives in there and they've grown up together. She goes with them, um, but they just uh, they're searching for his father all this just weird stuff starts happening, and it's very Lovecraftian. Like you know, like if you've seen a lot of the the different types of like monsters and stuff in Lovecraft lore, a lot of these things are there. It's it's just super creepy. It's really well done. Uh, I love it. It's just got this really kind of cool mix between Lovecraft and horror, and like 1950s like civil rights era america and it's a really weird combination um but it's done so well uh like the the just the casting and the acting is is very top notch uh i would very if if you like anything if this sounds like it might be uh up your alley i definitely suggest you check it out it's only two episodes have been released so far i think they release every sunday uh night so it's probably in that like kind of game of thrones time slot there for hbo uh if i didn't say that it is on hbo um but man, um, if you can find a way to check it out, I definitely suggest it. Uh, Lovecraft Country is bad. A.
0: What What are you watching it on at the moment? If anyone does want to watch it,
2: uh, I mean, wh- what do you mean?
0: Like, is it? Ju- are you just watching it on TV, or are you watching it on a streaming service? Or
2: Yeah, it's um, it's like the HBO via um, Amazon Prime or whatever. I we just God, use our Amazon Fire Stick.
0: <laughs> like, oh, okay. That right. Okay. Fair enough. Cool.
2: Nice update! I just got a Fire Stick. Woohoo!
0: Now you can watch. I haven't set it up
1: country. yet. It's been literally sitting in the box for a week and a half, but uh it's here.
0: What are you doing to me? Ah, uh, so not like I, dude.
1: I painted a goddamn fence over the weekend. I've done nothing. <laughs> and else. you
0: should have celebrated with a lovely Fire Stick opening ceremony. I didn't want to move.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds add, good. I'll add it to the list.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that over here because hard to get. Oh, it might be. We have something called Now TV, which is run by a company called Sky, which often gets HBO stuff. So, like, Game of Thrones came out on there. So, I was able to watch the last season of Game of Thrones basically the same time as it came out in America. So, maybe this could be on there. I'll check it out and see if I can find it on Now TV.
2: Yeah, I think you'd like it.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, you could probably update Quote unquote, your fire stick in a certain way to get it somehow, Graham, I'm sure.
0: I do not own a fire stick. Well, <laughs> there's your. Then why are you getting mad at me for not setting mine up? <laughs> I don't. I kind of. I don't need. I, all my apps, like on the Xbox or I've got a Now TV stick, oh, which has all that stuff on it already. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have a fire stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yes. Perfect uh scotty well other, did you have anything else to say scotty or chris or on that or not really no cool scotty in the mo with diamonds how's it going
1: yep that's my name now this week uh so i bet everybody thought i wouldn't talk about tony hawk this week you're wrong uh nope we're not going to talk about jack black being possibly in the game that's go go google that everybody um the documentary pretending i'm a superman the tony hawk video game story released uh you can find it on youtube google play and prime video amazon prime video um but it is uh this was not timed to release with the announcement of tony hawk one and two or anything like that this was already in the works so um but it's a documentary on the skater community and how they came together to Put this game out and just wow. destroy numbers and make a huge franchise. Um, it's very cool. A lot of the info uh, I kind of knew through different interviews and different just sources and kind of always being a fan of the series and stuff. But it was cool to have everything together in one um, one movie. Uh, and it and it was it was just really cool to hear how in a community where it's very easy to, easy to be like that. Damn the man, you know. Like don't sell out and all that stuff. They still, it, it helped skating, and it was just insane how it affected. It's it's a feel good documentary. Um, they, I won't say how far it goes into the into the franchise, but um, they did touch on Tony Hawk Ride and Tony Hawk Shred, though. Wow, anybody remember those where you had the actual skateboard I peripheral? Remember that.
0: I uh, never. Thank you? Up, I uh, think in my head, I was picturing someone on a skateboard peripheral, but yeah, oh, I could. God.
1: Yeah, I tried it. I didn't. Well, actually, no, I didn't ever try the game. Um, people tried to trade them in forever at GameStop, and we never took the the skateboards in. Never. Wow. So we had like 2 and $3 games that people could buy and not have the skateboards for. Um, I did al- almost break my neck on, on one of those stupid things. Uh, big surprise, it was for an unboxing video. Um, <laughs> but it was for an unboxing video for Sonic Colors. Uh, anyway... <laughs> it's, okay. it's this is a cool <laughs> little documentary. Um, I had and, and uh, I have been watching this isn't going in my picks, but I just wanted to let people know I have started watching High Score, the video game docuseries on okay. Netflix. Not sure how I feel about that yet, but maybe next week it'll be a pick.
2: I don't know. I've had um, a lot of people message me on, you know, just that are on Facebook. They're like, oh, you'll like this. The, the problem with I, I watched the trailer and the interviews are fine. The. The, the you know production stuff of it looks great, but it just looks like the same interviews that we've been doing for like the past five or six years. You know, it's like you've right. got Tom Kalinsky, you know, you got, you know, like uh you got the guys from Nintendo or EA. It's just the same people are talking about the same stuff again. I just I don't know what the I don't know like what what this documentary has going for it that hasn't already been done you know a dozen times by now Mm. it's more easily available to the public since it's on
1: netflix that's really it because i mean the the we megavisions reviewed the not for resale documentary recently and the the creator of that even said like the behind the scenes stuff like they started out thinking let's do a, a documentary on video games but but then they were like how the how in the world do we possibly cover that in one movies worth of a documentary so it makes sense that this is a docu-series Mm. um but i don't want to i've watched one and a half episodes so i don't want to say that i can recommend it or not yet uh but i have learned some cool stuff in it but tailoring back to i just mainly wanted to mention that because i'm sure someone will ask us about it if we don't mention it this week since it just came out um but also, but pretending I'm a Superman is cool and fun, and um, I I recommend it to anyone that enjoys that stuff, or maybe doesn't even care about those games, but to just kind of learn like how crazy it was a big impact on the video game industry. Um, and what was funny is when oh shoot, I didn't even mention that I played ESPN Extreme Games. Uh, I did try that <laughs> out and stuff that I got back in my hall. But it was funny because I was looking up stuff for that and. It wasn't mentioned in the documentary, but stuff I found for that game was, like, this was pre-Tony Hawk, so this was the only, like, other than 720 and Skate or Die, like, you had ESPN Extreme games where you raced on skateboards and stuff. There wasn't really any extreme sports-type games yet, and I'm like, maybe that's why I thought this game was so awesome back then. Um, I can talk more about that another time, but uh, Pretending I'm a Superman is fun, it's cool, it's... um, not the best documentary i've seen but i enjoyed watching it nice so awesome. check it out
0: cool um so my pick of the week uh and i'm I'm, one, I'm wondering if this is actually available to you guys in america but it is a netflix made movie uh, or, the, or like cuz part of, i don't know if netflix commissioned it or they just happened to just, it's but sorry it's basically it's a netflix original movie um called Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga a, have you guys heard of it? And B, is, like, yeah, is it? Yeah, dude. Okay, good.
1: This is the thing with Will Ferrell, right?
0: Yes, that's right. Will Why Ferrell... the hell wouldn't
1: a Will Ferrell movie be available in America?
0: Because, do you know what the Eurovision Song Contest is?
1: No, I had no idea. I didn't know okay. what this was about or anything.
0: So, <laughs> so that's the thing. This is a massive thing in Europe and even Australia as well, um, which I'll explain in a second. Um, but for the audience at home, um, like especially for the American audience, I guess, um, 'Cause you probably wouldn't know about it. Every year since sorry, I should have to double check when it first started. Uh I
1: was just laughing at your bullet points because the second bullet point is funny. <laughs> <laughs> just the word just the word oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so this oh, uh, the Eurasian Song Contest is a real life thing that started in nineteen fifty-six, so it's very old now. Uh, like it's like nearly 70 years old, uh, like 64 years old or whatever. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's been going on a while. It's, um, uh, it's, it is literally a song contest. Uh, it, that's lots of European countries get involved in essentially. Um, and there's, uh, so yeah, there's like all the different countries, like, you know, the UK, France, Germany, like lots of main ones. And like, um, who, who are in every year? So like England's always in it, or the UK's always in it, uh, France is always in it, and there's a few other countries. I can't remember them now. They're always in it. But then there's other countries um, within Europe uh, and also Australia who they compete essentially almost like an X X Factor or you know the Voice style show. This is this is actually a really bad explanation for this, but they basically <laughs> they compete almost to get into to get into the eurovision song contest um so have like a sort of song for europe kind of like deal where they sort of they the different nations and like um judges vote vote for the contestants to come in and then eventually they have the final the final live show where the this basically broadcast at the same time across the whole of europe uh and australia as i say um where we get to watch it, we also get to do like a live vote and stuff. So we call up, or if you've got, if you've got an app, you can use the app to vote for your favourite nation and your favourite song. The only the only rule is that you can't vote for your own country. Um, and there's also real judges as well. So when it comes to the scoring system, basically they all play the song. Um, they all play like the bands come up and they they play a song and stuff, and then we we do the votes and uh, you get the 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 scoring system is a bit weird. But basically, you get certain number, number scoring 1 to 12 um, that they then gets a- allocated to each nation, each song, effectively. Um, and that's by the judges. And then the popular, like, they call it the popular vote, which is basically the public's vote, then also gives them extra points as well to the song. Sorry, this is a really bad explanation. But basically... It's, a, it's just it's like a really
2: just say, it's just like it's a it's a music game show where people can but it's going.
0: not a, it's not a game show that's the thing it's basically it's just a fun it's a fun big uh almost concert yeah, like almost but okay it's like I, that's the worst way of describing it, though if i sell something as an american idol it, okay it's like an american idol screw it it's a
1: pageant that's, it's just it's a pageant
0: Okay, that will do. It's a pageant. There we go. But
1: yeah, it's a talent <laughs> show or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's like a good. It's like a talent show. But the fun thing is, the songs they do are always so different. Um, and it's sort of. Do, do you know? You know I, I assume you know who Abba is. Um, like, do you know? Do you know Abba? Just so we know. Good. So, like, they were like they were one those bit those acts that were really big. Um, with and they made Eurovision like even bigger as well at the time it's like those fun catchy songs they do um Mm -hmm. and there's loads of like sort of weird just fun songs that come out of it and then you also get some like really different songs like some more sort of slower songs and bands you also get some really heavy rock music that come out of there um like have you heard of lord i think it's lordy or lord is it lord i can't remember how you pronounce it they're this rock metal band who like wear like orc masks and stuff and like look really kind of creepy and scary um they were big like well they were big in the early mid 2000s i can't remember
1: i'm sure they toured with guar
0: they might have done i don't know <laughs> um, how do but, you
1: spell it do you know I, how they spell their name
0: i, I think it's l-o-r-d-i
1: oh yep uh, okay i found them yeah lordy they're, a, uh, they're a finnish
0: uh rock metal band and okay. yeah they um they're like they surprisingly i think they won it one year um yeah um yeah they actually won it in 2006 with hard rock Ale- hallelujah um and yeah, it's just it's it's a great it's a great event that happens every year, and Netflix made this movie called um, yeah Eurovision Song Contest: The Fire Saga uh, story. Um <laughs> no, the story. Sorry, the story of Fire Saga. Sorry, and it's a Will Ferrell comedy with Rachel McAdams. It's got Pierce Brosnan in it um, and some other people, and it's basically um, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are. They're playing Icelandic, um, like a a pair of Icelanders. Icelandic, Icelanders. Icelandic. I have had you picked so people from Iceland. Uh, People from Iceland. Ice
1: Climbers. Ice Climbers. Ice Climber Brothers. Wow.
0: Uh, And from, from, from a young age, they both wanted to be in the Eurovision Song Contest and they grow up. And they're like in their sort of late forties and they've made nothing of their lives. They keep uh, trying to make music and they, they're, they come from a small town and everyone hates them. Like we well, don't hate them. They just, they think they're a big joke. Um, but for a series, through <laughs> a, a series of events, <laughs> um, they actually get to be the participants to, who to represent Iceland at the Eurovision Song Contest. And they have to go through like oh stages to like get into the final. Um, and I think I thought it was a very fun movie. It's not the most hilarious movie out there, but I did find it very fun. Um it really if especially if you've watched Eurovision in the past because it kind of te- it kind of does take a piss out of Icelandic people a little bit, which you might think is a bit on the nose especially like in the modern climate as it were but they actually take the piss out of everybody like not just icelandic people but um um because i've been to iceland. iceland is amazing it's such a lovely country and the people there are amazing uh, but they take the piss out of the uk people they take the piss out because americans they take the piss out of like uh, russians and stuff i just thought it was really funny like there's a there's a funny joke for, basically for the uk in like the last 15 years or so we've done terribly in this contest there was a there's a period where we we're actually quite good and we got good scores and stuff but As, as like, basically, it seems like that... Basically, most of Europe seems to hate the UK, especially with Brexit and stuff happening. And there's just, like, a couple of really funny bits. Like, this guy's, like, introducing them to these other Eurovision Song Contest um, participants. And basically, he's sort of saying, oh, yeah, this is the UK guy... uh, uh, UK girl, even, sorry. Um, Yeah, she won, um, like, Britain's Got Talent or whatever, like, uh, recently. And she's pretty good, but everyone hates the uk so she's not gonna win sort of thing <laughs> like um i don't know there's just lots of funny things like that in it i, I thought it was really really fun really entertaining and yeah i, I feel like for americans if you don't know what you original already this this is almost the perfect example of how to get into it <laughs> um and the reason why i kept mentioning australia before was weirdly and i d- I, d- I still don't know how this happened weirdly a Eurovision song contest has been really big in Australia. Like, they, they watch it every year. Like, millions of people in Australia watch every year. Um, and it's weird because it's on a, such an awkward time for them. Like, it's on sort of our evening, which is like basically the middle of the night or very early morning for them. So it's not a appropriate good time, but they've been so, they've watched it so much over there and like a good broadcast to so many people over there. They, for the last three or four years, Australia has had an entry in the Eurovision Song Contest. So they've actually had representatives from their country to sing in the contest. And they've done pretty well every year, actually. Um, There's just like a really weird thing that like it's only open to European countries, really. Um, But now Australia's in it, which is fantastic. And the winner, uh, each year, the winner, the winner that wins in that year, the show is then held at that country in that nation's um, country. So if the UK won it, we'd, we'd hold it, for example. And then if France wins it, it'll be held in France. Uh, it's just, it's a really good thing. It's been going on, as I say, for like over 60 years. It's really good. <laughs> and the movie as well, I found it very entertaining. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at explaining things. <laughs> you,
1: you wonder why we don't understand your feature ideas sometimes. I'm just oh, busting yeah. your balls. But no, you okay, so after that, a fucking encyclopedia entry of what this thing is um, you could have said it is the olympics combined with any talent show or american scott talent whatever garbage with the voting and or not the voting but with like how the countries are quote-unquote competing against each other yes it sounds
0: there you go like that, that in that, that respect so you just need to sum it up nicely <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, we can boil this whole section into like a 10 second clip. If I feel
0: want. like I need to make better I, notes. Honestly, to to I, I, I
1: think I I zoned out like halfway through your explanation and then oh, I came know, back. And literally... I don't even know why Chris was laughing, but I started
2: laughing. This is why we don't do the show at night. I guess. <laughs> you said maybe I need to take better notes. And his second bullet on his <laughs> notes is funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've I've still got that camping going over. That's what's happening right now. And it's nearly yeah. two AM here. So just so you know, it's nearly two AM. Oh wow. Um oh, damn. Oh. I, love it. I love you, Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And also, do you know who Graham Norton is at all? Yeah, he's, he's a
1: douchebag. Right.
0: Whoa! Hey, you calm down, oh, this
1: No, there's plenty of shit that's come out recently saying that he's a total asshole. Oh, really? But, uh, okay,
0: I didn't know that. Then, yeah, I've en- I've
1: enjoyed his show in the past, though.
0: Okay. Um. Well, douchebag or not, he in real life he is the um. Like, it, it, blah, 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 blah. I don't have to <laughs> long explanation again, but basically, each country, each broadcasting country has their own. I guess not. Not the raters the wrong word. Um hosts almost, like, talking throughout the show, like, talking about the acts and stuff in your native language. So, for the UK, for the last, like, 10 or 15 years, Graham Norton has been that person. So, he's actually in the movie as well. And the the great thing about Graham Norton is, as he's doing, like, his comment, commentator, that's it, that's the word, as he's doing the commentary on Eurovision in real life, he always has these, like, sarcastic remarks and, like, digs at, like, the different countries. And also the also the UK, like people just like just makes fun of like everything that's going on like if someone's got a ridiculous costume on he'll make fun of that and in the show he's basically doing the same thing and i, I think it's, it's a lovely touch they added him in and also if you really are into eurovision they actually have a lot of um, cameos from real eurovision winners and participants from from the recent years and stuff which i thought was also a really nice touch uh yeah um there we go that's uh, my really long explanation of a movie I think people might enjoy <laughs> wow but yeah if you don't know you like you...
1: Anchorman Mean Girls James Bond here you go
0: yeah um, Yeah, and maybe even a bit of Pitch Perfect in there as well I feel like that's a movie that might represent it because that's a sort of movie about singing and competitions and I'll shut up now
1: there you go alright <laughs> so edit all that so that all you say is Olympics Pitch Perfect Graham Norton <laughs> funny <laughs> brilliant there you go wow
0: um yeah and i guess that wraps up our picks of the week um and picks we of the week. would normally go on to our feature uh, but this week we're doing something a bit new we have no feature uh that's partly down to my camping hangover and not being prepared enough to actually set something up properly for us uh so that on me, I guess. So, if you just if you love our listening to our features, please let us know. But for this week, we're actually not going to have one, so we'll be back. Then. Cut it, hopefully, hopefully, with a normal schedule next week, uh, and more alive. And hopefully, I'll be able to communicate a little bit better off <laughs> and on air. I don't know, ah, <sighs> but uh, is anything else to add, chaps, at all?
2: I just, uh, you know what, Graham, you impressed me with the old college try on this one, uh, you've been <laughs> out living in the woods and you've just uh like we were saying before you i think you've just kind of succumbed to your baser instincts and you've kind of reverted to the old ways and so just coming back in here and doing a podcast with all this technology i think your body's just in a little bit of shock
0: that could be it i'm not used looking at a (laughs) screen that's for sure it's a bit weird sorry we don't have any (laughs)
2: apple cider here i'm sure
1: it was hard
0: (laughs) oh Oh,
1: man. man Wow! No, I, I, I uh, by the time this is out, we may have released the Dreamcast Dreamless 24-hour marathon schedule. Ooh. That is a big thing, and plan your day around it. And we're giving away a Dreamcast to the most active and longest person in the chat. And I don't know. That's there's a lot of stuff going on. We'll see if uh, we'll see who's better at Quake Three Arena Online, me or Graham. Who knows?
0: It's going to be you. I suck at that game so much.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, don't tune in. Forget about it. It's it's done.
0: <laughs> Although, maybe I'll practice. I'll probably get a few hours practicing against the bots, which are never as good as meal players. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do recommend practicing that, though. But yeah, we're doing that. Raising money for extra life. Going to yeah. try to get 500 bucks. maybe beat a couple of other... Um, other uh, I will say... Uh, you know, look at the schedule, check those out. There's different tier goals uh for our donations that will play certain games if we hit those goals. Sonic shuffles back again, so if we can hit a if we can raise six hundred and sixty six dollars, people we'll stop everything and play that godforsaken oh, game.
0: Oh no. Uh will we'll do, we'll do it, but my god, that was painful last time.
1: <laughs> for the kids. Wow.
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Okay.
1: <laughs> otherwise we do our regular ads in between so I got nothing else unless you guys do
2: I'm good
0: excellent well that will wrap up the show for this week uh, hope you all enjoyed it uh, as always let us know how, what your thoughts, any feedback, any comments whatever, just get in touch we love it, so yeah, catch you. catch you later see ya see ya.
1: Because doing that for three years straight... Um, oh, hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! You guys see that? You guys no. see that? Your G Fuel... your Is it going to focus? Oh, good. Yep, turn off. That's what I wanted.
2: <laughs> your G Fuel
1: shipped? Your G Fuel has shipped, you son of a bitch.
0: Gonna Soon is... you're going
1: to be sucking down Sonic's
2: peach rings.
0: Oh, that stuff. Okay.
2: Yeah, that stuff. All the kids are talking I'm... about it. We're going to keep Sonic's uh, peach rings where they... Should be and I'm not <laughs> putting them in my mouth,
1: missing out
0: <laughs>
1: Fortnite fall guys, Sonic's peach rings, that's what everybody's talking about.